In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Well, hello and welcome back to the Quality Matters podcast brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. I am Kyle Chambers, and today we have um, Michael Mills back with us, and we're going to be talking about the quality policy, or really a little bit policies in general. And I promise you, it's not as boring as it sounds if you do it right. So, Michael, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. <laughs> so any lizard people have anything to do with the quality policy? Not, not that I'm aware of. but I but think you, it would make it know, more interesting if they did. That's for sure. That's for sure. I, you know, um, most things could. <laughs> but yes. So, yeah, we, I was joking before we got on here. And I admit I have been guilty of doing it myself. We, we tend to write these um, just horrible horrible policies of we will do good things and we will follow all the rules and requirements of our interested parties and stakeholders and continually improve. That's a quality policy that's technically compliant, right? It, it is. It is. And it's so but, motivating. Yeah. That's, the, the, the thing is, you know, most quality policies end up being kind of like warm vanilla pudding. Um, you know, it's like, you know, it's hard to find something wrong with them, but, but there's yeah. not a lot of there, there. Um, oh, it's just so lifeless. It's like, oh, you were required to write that. Yeah. And I think part of the problem really is that the standard specifies you've got to say these things. Yeah. So, you know, there's, if you, if you had any any creativity or any interesting spin to put on it. Oh, you've got to stamp that out because, because the standard specifically says it must say these things. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you, you just hit the nail on the head. If you have any creativity. Yeah. And, um, I don't think anyone ever read the standard and said, Oh, that's creative. (laughs) When you say ISO 9001, do you think artist? Mostly not. Mostly not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <clears throat> okay, so no, go ahead. But yeah, it no, it, no, it, that, does, it, it, it requires it, kind of that spark. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, we started talking about this a little bit last week of what is a policy there for? You know, a policy is what it's really for is to help you make decisions, it, right. so that you can you can you know a situation comes up and you know how you're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't remember if I used the example last time, but you know, you you sell clothing and you sell something that says dry clean only. Someone, yeah. of course, takes it home, puts it in the washing machine, ruins, it, and then comes back and wants their money back. Right. Um, well, if you have a policy on how you handle that, then you're not leaving the sales clerk to make it up as they go along. Right. Or um, a friend of mine works in a nursery. Invariably, they'll sell somebody a plant, 
come back three weeks later. It's dead. I want my money back. Did you water it? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to water it? <laughs> um, so, again, a policy is is helpful for that. Well, honestly, I don't think anyone ever went to work and said, you know, I just can't decide whether to do a good job today or not. Boy, I'm glad there's a policy that helps me out with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here's one thing that I've looked at, and, 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 and it, it gets difficult when you're working through and trying to help a client, you know, put it in place. But like um, we've seen drug policies in companies. Yeah, OK, sure. you know, okay. and they handle them differently. So like, you know, some companies do random drug tests, some of them it's required and some of them, you know, they've you know all sorts of different requirements in there. But it kind of tells us this is who we are. This is what we care about in right. regard to this one little topic. You know, right, you right, have right. your anti-harassment policy. Okay, cool. So, you know, and sure. you go to a machine shop versus, you know, a software development company. Very different harassment policies. Sure. And, um, and, you'll, and you'll have safety policies. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I once <clears throat> talked to some people that, that uh, run a mine. Um, and <clears throat> one of the things I was asking them about is... Um, is there a you know risk of of lung infection and so forth? Mm -hmm. Well, there used to be until like sometime in the 1950s they developed a particular kind of mask mm -hmm. that um, <clears throat> and they said after that no. And the way they enforced it was very simple. The the road into the mine there's a big stripe painted across the road. Yeah. If you were found on the other side of that stripe and you don't have your uh, equipment on, you're fired. Full stop. No discussion. Pretty sure that's a policy. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah, and, and the incidence of lung problems. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Cut off with a knife. You know, I, I've tried to think of good parallels for for folks to explain, and, and really the best parallel I have is you know, so you know, I, I've got a very strong faith background, so it's kind of where, where this is coming from. But it's like you know, sure. you, you see in the New Testament, they're they're uh, you know questioning Jesus about they're wanting him to rank which of the 615 laws plus the hundreds more in, in their interpretation of the laws, what's the most important? So they ask him, what's your yoke? And so I, it's kind of where I see this is like, okay, so we've got a thousand rules we need, like safety. I'm sure that is not yeah. the only safety rule, but it encompasses where you stand. Yep. Um, and so, you know, he, he had two, right? You know, right. love your God, love your neighbor, overly simplified, but, if you follow those two, every other rule you interpret has to meet these two. And if every and, other and, rule doesn't meet those two, you probably messed up somewhere. Right. And and so and you know, and you've got a framework then, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's not that the other stuff doesn't matter, but that it fits into the framework somehow. Correct. Um, so and sure, a policy can do that. Um it's but but trying to find one that is all encompassing for something for something as broad as quality is not easy. It's and not. I, I have to admit I have not seen uh, and I have not I have not developed myself something that I'm really thrilled with. Mm -hmm. I've seen various ways of getting at it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I worked somewhere where the Quality policy was seven paragraphs long. Mm -hmm. Now the downside is nobody can remember remember that. 
the <laughs> upside was each paragraph was about a specific topic. So, mm -hmm. and the one mm -hmm. about a particular topic there, it was a little punchier. So, yeah. you know, if you're in purchasing, you care about this. Mm -hmm. If you're in production, you care about this mm -hmm. and, and, and so on. And it worked its way down. Um, and yeah, somewhere in there, it said, uh, following applicable requirements and, and continuous improvement. But, um, <clears throat> the, but it's a, not sure how I want to say it, but, but, you know, it's an attempt to get at the problem and it, it's one way to do it and it worked. I'm not sure that I would say it's the perfect way to do it, but I haven't seen a perfect way to do it. I agree there as well. I, I helped a client last year do something similar. It wasn't quite so long, but it did nearly fill up a page. I'm sitting here scratching my head. I'm like, man, I feel like a policy should only be, you know, two or three sentences, you know, paragraph at max, really. And, but I'm like, I, I really like what we came up with here. It really, it not just encapsulated the work they did, encapsulated why they did it. And it's like, man, if you could give someone this on their first day and say, every situation you run into had better be in alignment with this. And it was, it was, it was <clears throat> almost a glorified mission statement. It was a mission statement with some teeth. Okay. But again, okay. you can't ask people to recite it because it's too long. Right, right. And I saw one other company that did something similar to what you were suggesting. So they had the company policy, but <clears throat> then they had each department write their own interpretation of it for their department, which is kind of what you were just okay. describing. Okay, that's it's. I mean, it's it's a little different because the the one I was talking about had you know the the posters that they put up in the wall ah. had the whole thing. Sure, sure, right. sure. Um, but uh, but. No, okay, I can see that where each department has their what's the what's their slice of it. Yes. So yes. that it's kind of like, you know, do the right thing, but okay, what we're is in that? purchasing for us the right thing is bit bit bit. Yeah. And um for the auditors, right thing is something else and, yeah. and so on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you know, depending that. on the company you have, it you know, how diverse the products and services and work you do, like may need to have it split up a bit and i mean as tiny as we are at texas quality assurance i mean we're getting to the point where i kind of need to do that for breaking it up between you know our, our monthly subscription type services to our our one-time services and it's like we really have a very different goal with a lot of those things and you know how how far in the weeds ought we to get right it's I mean, you you can't ask for your policy to take the place of your procedures and your processes. Yeah. That at that point, it's going it's going too far. Yep. And you want it to be something that is <clears throat> that people understand, and you know, if they can recite it, boy, that's great. But if they can't <laughs> recite it, they can at least explain how it applies to them. Yep. Um, because you know, otherwise you you run the risk of you know something that I sometimes call you know, stupid auditor tricks, which is <laughs> you know <clears throat> as an auditor, if the whole thing is going really slowly, and I, I pause here to say we are not paid by the finding, so um, it's <laughs> there's there's never a quota, but um, I have seen in slow audits, I have seen auditors suddenly 
grab someone in the hallway and say, tell me the quality policy. Yeah. And yes, there's supposed to be one. And yes, it's supposed to be communicated. And so everyone should know it. And I guarantee you, every time that he does that, the answer is, uh, <laughs> and I was talking you know, to someone just a client just yesterday about this actually because they were you know we're um we've got them on the software and so we're trying to get all of their their records input right you know so they yep, had a span yep. of time without a quality manager so they're they're trying to scrounge to find records from their previous training so they decided to redo their their uh, kind of a management system awareness training just telling people what's here the objective yep, where the manual yep. is all this type of stuff. And they're like, Kyle, do we really need to have these folks memorize the policy? And I said, you know, if it's great if they do, I said, it's even better if they can tell you what it means. I said, but at the end of the day, I was like, you've got technical specifications. Like, so, you know, when you have someone cut some wire, do they memorize all of those links and dimensions and tolerances? You're like, no, we've got specifications for them to reference. There you go. If, if they can go reference it, and they know that they need to reference it, you know, for the auditor's sake, that's good enough um, for building a, a culture around quality. Maybe not. But for the auditor's sake, if they know where to get it, they are aware it's yep. there and they yep. can retrieve it. I yep. had fun with an auditor one time because I, I used to make this uh, little booklet. And I think this may be one of the next like freebies we put up on the website. I'm not sure yet. Hey, if anyone listening to this would like this to be a freebie, let me know. Um, but we would make this little booklet and it was like a eight and a half by uh, you know, five and a half, just, you know, fold in half. Yep. Right. Sure. Right. And I would put answers to common questions that the auditor would ask. What's the policy? Here it is, you know, and all these different terms we look for and right, you know, right, processes right. and whatnot. And I had an auditor one time give me a lot of crap about that. He said, Kyle, everyone, you know, all they're doing is pulling out your booklet for everything I ask them. He's like, I don't really <laughs> feel like I'm auditing the people. I feel like I'm auditing your booklet. And I said, yeah. <laughs> now, when you went to, you, you've got your global exemplar, right? So I said to him, he's like, yeah. I said, okay. Now, to get your global exemplar, you had to go take a, a test to get your auditor certification from whomever it was, whether it was DECRA, LRQA, Perry Johnson, whoever. He's like, yeah. I said, when you took your test, were you allowed to have a copy of the standard with you? And you just see him put his hand on his face. Yes. I was like, my people get the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, no, the, the, so um, the, that had the seven paragraphs. Yeah. Oh. Actually, the, their approach to their approach to um, awareness. They said, you know, when the auditor comes around, assume that they're going to ask you about this, but we don't want you to quote we don't care tell them why it makes a difference in your work what do you Bingo. do differently in your work because of this Bingo. and if you can explain how it applies to your work that's all that we as a company care about yep and so that should be good enough for the auditor and i was like okay we can do that Fair now enough. let me ask your opinion on on this before i i, I maybe dig into to share mine is so the standards got some very specific language we want to include in regard to the policy and so if you're dealing with iso it's the same on 14,001 for environmental 45 it's the same on all of them whatever it is they've got this very specific language and so we wind up with a regurgitation of the iso requirements with the company name and the right. key service they have right. so 
what benefit do you see in the language continually improve being part of the policy? If we were, if, let's just say that ISO didn't have the requirement, but we all know that if you're not improving, you're dying. I right. mean, how would you go about addressing that with the customer if that specific requirement weren't there? If, if they were doing something, okay, if the requirement weren't there, mm -hmm. if they were doing something distinctive that set them apart from everybody else in their industry that was related to that, then it would make sense to call it out. You know, we, we work for Whizbang. We're better than all of our competitors because at Whizbang, we, you know, whatever it is mm -hmm. and that there's something where, you know, you, you have a sense of pride in working for Whizbang because, because we do things the right way. And yeah. if some of that orbited around continual improvement, sure, of course, yeah. call it out. But otherwise, you know, I would, I would like to, I'd like to be able to assume that that's part of the, that that comes with the territory, that it's part of the picture in the same way that, you know, meeting requirements. Well, if you're not meeting requirements, you have a much bigger problem than, than not having a good policy. We're going to show um, you whatever we think's good today. And you're going to be happy with it. Yes. Like that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that in a Dilbert cartoon somewhere once, but, um, but yeah, you've got, you've got at that point more serious problems than the policy. And so I'd like to think that both quality um, and it's distinctive about what we're doing, of course, out. but hang on a second here. I think I'm getting a I don't bad connection here. Hang on a second. Let me... Let me try something, or hopefully this doesn't tear us up. Okay. Are you still there? I'm here. I, I'm here, and uh, the connection oh. is okay. But you okay, know, well, hopefully it comes through good on the recording. But if it doesn't, uh, technical issues. I apologize, people. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what are so? Here's part of where I'm trying to get at with that question is. Again, it's easy for me to get stuck in the rut of, well, I have to say these things. Um, let's talk for a minute about what are some alternative ways to word continual improvement. And I'll give you one example, and I'll, I'll let you answer. Is I worked with a company, gosh, this was before I even, you know, I really got into the business heavy. This was early on, six years ago, I guess. The guy um, repaired trailers. Okay. Now he mostly repaired like cattle trailers and horse trailers. And, but he had one client that he'd work for that in order to get on their supplier list, he had to be ISO certified. So he actually went and got okay. ISO certified for a trailer repair. And right. one of his procedures, you know, is, uh, this was his procedure name is shit kicking. 
and okay. he had to write a procedure for when the trailer comes in and there's cow crap in it, you kick it out. And he wrote a out, procedure right. for it because you have to do it before you <laughs> right. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. had some really weird stuff on here like that, but he <laughs> met the requirements of the standard and I mean, he did really basic stuff. I mean, it's it's just, okay. it's rough trailer repair. I mean, okay. and so he had to meet a requirement for continual improvement. Mm-hmm. And so basically he, and again, he put it in his own redneck way of, of talking, but it, it worked is he said, whatever new things the customer wants me to do, I'll do. And that was how he hit his requirement for continual improvement. I'm like, okay. Do it. Okay. Fair enough. So what are some other ways that we can talk about these kind of goofy requirements i say goofy because the standards like leak common sense for uh, yeah right what are some other ways that folks could word what they do without regurgitating the standard and like meeting all applicable requirements and the commitment to continual improvement <clears throat> and you know i think we already addressed the framework for objectives it's like this is what you aim yeah. towards this is what everything right. else should be you know, point. Right, time. right, right. Oh. <sighs> Just anyone listening? Again, I'm not sure. This yeah. is two hardcore com- quality geeks here that struggle yeah. with this. So <laughs> struggle with, with it. You're in good company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've seen different approaches, uh, but you know, I'm. Yeah, if if I was looking for what do I what do I want to recommend? I agree, I'm struggling with it. And I saw one that one approach and this was this was for 14,000, this was for for environmental, mm-hmm. but um that came up with a snappy way to make their policy memorable. Okay. Um and now the requirements that again there's very specific ones in the 14,000 standard, they're slightly different. Yeah. Um but uh, so, you know, you have to comply with all applicable legal regulations. And of course, you have to have a continuous improvement and you have to um, take positive steps to avoid pollution. Right. And so what they <clears throat> uh, what they came up with was a policy that said um, compliance, continual improvement, pollution prevention. And then they abbreviated that as C squared P squared. C for compliance, C for continual improvement, P for pollution, P for prevention. And they just and they said, remember that. Just remember that. Okay. C's, and it's like, okay. And some people remembered C squared, P squared, didn't remember what it stood for. But, <laughs> you know, okay. It's it's baby steps, right? Yeah. Um I kind of like the fact that they made it snappy. I agree. But I but I'm not sure, you know. I'm I'm still kind of kind of taken with your uh, your client there that said whatever new thing the customer wants I'll do it. Yeah, and I mean this was a true blue I mean yeah. redneck to the core type guy six foot tall cowboy hat boots hey, you know. Hey no 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 but but you know clearly he was he was creating a system that fit the company and mm-hmm. that fit his you know, fit him and whoever was working for him and his clientele. Yeah. Because, because, you know, if he, if he had uh, gone and taken a bunch of boilerplate legalese, <laughs> nobody would have cared. Nobody no. would have read it. 
nobody would have even known what it meant and they would have all thought it was stupid yeah um but but so you know i i appreciate the fact that he took it seriously enough to mm-hmm. say i'm going to take what this general requirement is and i'm going to make it work for me yeah which is important it is. And, you know, I think that's really the, the, the best policies that I've seen. And from what you're describing is it's kind of really what people did. They say, you know what, we're just going to write why this even matters to me to begin with. Yeah. And yeah. then let's talk to the language after the fact. Um, right. But I, again, I think that boils down a lot to kind of the, the creative aspect. Um, I, what I've seen work well is when companies put it in uh, the sales team's lap. You know, Ooh, okay. You put it in sales team's lap. You write a policy why quality matters to your customer. Why does our safety program matter to your customer? Oh, then send okay. it over to the geek like me <laughs> right. and document it properly. Right, right, right. And and you know who who might might want to redline this little bit or that little bit or whatever. Yep. But yep. but you okay? That's that's a good idea actually. Now it's not policy related, but one of the best, most beneficial conversations I had early on when I was trying to cut my teeth on uh, on quality is I was trying to set up a requirements for customer satisfaction. And this okay. is another one that goes kind of wonky, but I, I bring this up because customer satisfaction is so often one of the points we talk about in the policy, or at mm-hmm. least in one of the objectives that immediately follows. And so I went in there and I was like, Gene, tell me, how do you measure customer satisfaction? How do you know, truly know, customers yep. happy with the work you do? And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to send out so many surveys. We're going to measure, you know, feedback on this. I'm trying to think about things I can put on an Excel spreadsheet and turn sure, it a right. box green. Right, 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 right. And he just stares at me. Purchase orders. That's all he said. <laughs> and I'm like, purchase orders. That's not helpful, Gene. He's like, well, that's how you know. And that was the instant of our conversation. But again, it's what they pitch stuff. And he was the sales manager. So they say pitch right. stuff off to, to sales sometimes. They'll give you an honest answer. Yeah. Now, in the end, what we wound up doing is we're like, okay, well, you know, we, we were a turbine shop. So we knew that they had an 18-month an outage cycle, right? So every 18 months, they had to overhaul, do repairs and maintenance. So if in an 18-month period of time, we didn't, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. So in a three-year period of time, if we did not see that customer twice in a three-year period of time, they bailed and went to someone else. We must've done something wrong. Okay. And so we created a uh, customer uh, retention rate based on a year over year, 18 month, year over right, year, right, 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 right. over a three-year period of time. It's so stupidly simple, but I never okay. would have thought of it. Um, if, if he I, hadn't have said that, right. Yeah. If I had spent all of my time talking to my CEO, my CFO, and, you know, me, the the, yep. the compliance and right. quality guy, like, I, it, it never would have crossed my mind. Right. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. You know, now, I remember at one, po- at one point talking to a, um, one of our, one of our product managers, well, it, it was sort of a, specialized case he had this like little product niche where he was product manager project manager he he sort of ran the whole show there Mm -hmm. and i asked him you know um 
how do you know if your customers are satisfied? And he said, sales are up. Yeah. Now, this seems like a BS answer up front. It's yes and no. And the, 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 um, if what you're selling is a commodity, it probably is, you know, okay, you're selling the same thing everyone else is, but they'd rather buy from you. Right. Then actually that makes sense as a good answer. In his case, you know, it's like, dude, your product is so specialized that to all <laughs> intents and purposes, you have a monopoly on the market, you know, because because it's it's True. this weird little niche. True. And you know, then we talked some more and That's a good point. You know, he 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 reminded me, because this is not the first time I'd been auditing him because it was internal audits and you know, so we went on. but he reminded me that they had regular um customer events where they would actually sit down they would you know have a three-day conference and call customers in and sit down and talk with them listen to their concerns and so forth that's how he had gotten into this position that years ago there were other companies that were trying to do the same thing and they said forget it it's you know (laughs) it's not worth that level of effort if he wants to do that he can have the market so that's why he had gotten there and they were still doing it. So yes, there were these other things, but, but yeah, his first answer was sales are up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's so it is sometimes it, it really does. I mean, you, you kind of started out a conversation here on the topic is it really does need to be a little bit more of a creative out of the box exercise when we sit down to write our procedures. Now that's different. Yeah. What, what do you do? Tell me the, right. the critical stages. What are the requirements? What right. need records do we need? But right. this really is a different exercise, and you do need to involve people that have that that kind of creative uh, spark. And Absolutely. I don't I think it has to be anyone from the top management team that that helps get it started. I mean, if you've got someone that thinks a little outside the box, let's bring them in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, provided that what they come up with is something that. <clears throat> The rest of the organization is happy to sign up to and, you know, but yeah, you don't have to, you don't necessarily, as you say, you don't have to get someone from top management to be creative, get someone to come up with something. And it's like, is this okay with you? It is great. Sign here. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) And we're off and running. Right. And they can always send the stuff back to us to go through and tweak and reword and make sure it's all in alignment. Right, 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 right. There's always room for that. But no, I mean, it's um, like I say, the, the best ones I've seen have been where it really looks like they took their mis- mission statement and tried to put some some teeth to it. Um, so I don't want to use anyone's, you know, particular stuff. Particular, um, no, of course. But uh, um, other than right. the, you know, the, the the guy that's got the crap kicker. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's uh, he, but is, you know, like for us, you know, our mission statement is save time and energy for what matters most. Okay, well, well, that doesn't really tell you jack squat about what I do. That that could be that could be right. almost anything. Um, so when you, when you dig down to putting the policies, it gets like, well, okay, how do we how do we do that? Well, first, you know, you probably need to specify who your target is. You know, right. what industry we're we're targeting. So for us, this was a big deal during COVID. Is and it meant giving up some clients that I'd worked with before. Um, you know, any of these, these big oil and gas service companies, we just said, bye-bye. Um, and we said, we're only working with small and mid-sized business. 
Right. Um, and so, you know, small bid size minutes business for quality assurance, compliance management, save time and energy for what matters most. That's how ours starts out. Then I add the little legalese that I have to to put in there. Of course. Um, but that was how we did it for ours. But yeah, it um it's a weird, it's a weird process to write. It is. It is. Um building off the mission statement. You have to remember remember that one. So you said this one that you had where where they broke it down into the departments. How many? I'm curious. Oh. How many departments were there? Well, okay, it wasn't exactly departments, but it was it was there were there were um, seven general areas, and so they had to do with uh, let's see the um, the existence, uh, how we handle procedures, how we handle requirements, ah. how we handle um, our suppliers how we handle our customers okay this was a couple of years ago i'm not sure i remember the other three off the top well, of my head you know i like that though and you know, that goes a lot longer than because one of the things I, I you know get frustrated seeing is you get all these placards up on the wall that sound great but you know you give me some teeth to it again it's like we want zero incidents cool who doesn't <laughs> who says we want Three people hurt this year. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I once worked somewhere that they had a, um, a metric in HR on turnover. Mm -hmm. And we were we were evaluating, you know, okay, it was a, a mid-year uh, review. And they said that actually that particular metric was far below its, its threshold. You know, so mm -hmm. deep green, basically. And the comment yeah. was, wow, go fire somebody quick <laughs> so we can bring it back, <laughs> back up to where it is. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, yeah exactly. so yeah, safety is one. It's like, okay, well, you know, safety, you know, safety first. And like, you know, okay, well, that sounds good. And I guess that's one of the things that, that frustrates sometimes when I see these policies and they go slightly outside of reciting the standard. It's almost meaningless placards. And so the safety side is one where we want safety first. Cool. How far are we taking safety first? Now, I know there's going to be some safety managers listening to this that are like going to start throwing something at the computer or whatever. But if it really was safety first, would you get in your car today and go to work? Would you even go to work if it was safety first? I guess COVID was safety first for a lot of us. <laughs> but but your point, yeah, is is it's actually, you know, always a, some kind of trade-off mm -hmm. between between risk and reward. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, so but you don't want to say, well, we want enough safety that we have a profit margin of this, because that <laughs> just sounds all wrong. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. so yeah. I went into a site one day and they had a big orange sign before you walk into the shop. And I'm sure this isn't as uncommon as, as I'm making it sound is, you know, they had this big orange sign that said, you know, um, your, your, your husband slash wife and kids are looking forward to seeing you home today. And I'm like, okay, I, I like that. I like that. I, you know, that that's a lot better than uh, zero incidents yeah. and safety first. I'm like, Okay, I can get behind this. This is good. <laughs> right, 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 right. So what uh maybe some uh what are some hiccups you've seen when people try to write these things that uh other than obviously regurgitation of the, the standard, 
that uh, you think folks might ought to try to avoid? Gosh. Um, I would argue people need to not sound so formal. I think we, we try to make, especially when we get in the quality world, we want all of our language to be incredibly formal. Well, that's certainly part of it. And that that that, that gets back to your shit kicker guy, too. <laughs> is that, That's part of what he did right, is he wasn't doing that. Yes. Um, and, yeah, but the, the, the level of formality is automatically starts, to, people start tuning it out. Mm-hmm. Because then they don't, you know, if you're not writing the way they talk, then they don't think you're talking to them. That's a good point. You know, you're talking to somebody else. And That's so a really good point. it's, you know, it's not my problem. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the thing on the wall there is, yeah, they made us put that up there, but <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Whatever. Yeah. I just do my job. I like and, that. I like you know, that. So, I think that would be probably the uh, single best piece of advice is, you know, to, to write this in the way that people talk. I mean, that's going to be different for each organization. It is. And, it is. you know, you could almost go around and do kind of an informal uh, lunch uh, survey of folks. What's any of this mean to you? You know, hey, we're, we're putting these programs in place. What's it mean? Like, And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's an approach that's probably going to work better in small to mid-sized companies than in large ones. This is because true. In lar- because, you know, when you start trying to get a uniform message communicated across a very large company, they all come out sounding the same. Yeah. Uh, and there's something about the size that it just, you know, they all come out the same because you're going to have, you know, at the very least, at the simplest level, you're going to have people communicating in different ways. Yep. You know, you've got an office in Texas and an office in California. I guarantee you they talk different. yeah just a little bit but you know that well this could be a whole other topic so i'll probably have to finish up here but is um i mean it really is the this the difference the size and scale of an organization makes and how you arrange that management system is huge once you break in my estimation about that 150 to 200 employee mark because absolutely once you break 150 employees, management no longer knows everyone that works for them. Right. And, right. The, and the, uh, it becomes a machine. Well, and at that point, you've got, you've got, you know, man, the word management means two different things. Because at that point, you've got the people that are local and on site. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the big boss who is out yeah. in the clouds somewhere or yeah. on a different continent or, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Um, and so maybe they align just perfectly, but mm-hmm. probably not. Yeah. Um, and if um, if they don't align just perfectly, then the the people in the organization, you know, who are they supposed to align with? Well. The odds are most of them will align with Fred that they've worked with for years. Yep. They know Fred. Yep. And, you know, and if Fred says, yeah, well, the big boss is full of beans. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> they're going to believe him. And it's going to be, you know, only a small number of people 
uh, now, admittedly, people in roles like yours and mine um, mm -hmm. who are saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's there's a document here that yeah. says it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so y you're right. Size makes a huge difference. And mm -hmm. yes, that probably could be a whole conversation all to itself. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And, you know, that's that's probably part of the reason why when you, you Google this stuff. So maybe this is something else that uh, I ought to put up as some freebies on the website. Again, if you'd find value, let me know. Um, we could probably even do something fun with a uh, kind of a, a shared uh, a, a post here, which, by the way, again, Michael Mills forgot to mention at the start of this. You've got a wonderful blog uh, uh, out there. It will make sure that we've got all of the uh, links and everything in here. Fantastic. But, uh, Thank you. But um we should probably put some decent examples, sanitized, cleaned up, you know, not too, <laughs> sure, right, sure. right. You know, right, 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 uh, right. Um, you know, Acme Bomb Company, I think would, would be good, you know, yep. uh, destroy yep. all road runners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, probably the younger generations like bombs, road, what are you talking runners, about? Acme, oh. what? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that would probably be something good to put up there. But I, that's probably why so much when you Google for examples is you're going to find the big companies. They show up on Google first. Right. And, and it is. It's very generic. It's very we're not going to get into legal trouble here versus, man, give because, me something inspiring. Yeah, you, you want you, because when you get that large, you know, you have deep pockets. And that means that anybody out there who feels like going after somebody frivolously they're gonna go for the people they can see that's yeah. you so you don't want to be a target um <laughs> and so you're de-incentivized then to put anything that i uh, could anything uh, incite passion in some way yeah well and but also you know probably you if you're that large you're probably in more than one line of work mm -hmm. you um, be specific you know right so so i mean when, you know, I, I worked for Bosch for a bunch of years. Bosch makes, you know, okay, they're famous for, what, spark plugs, but also refrigerators and and um, pumps. Uh, okay, what do those all have in common? Um, yeah. You make them. That's about right. it, you know? We so, make good stuff. Yeah, so you cannot get improved. really specific. Um, <laughs> you know, because something that's going to be make you passionate about making really good spark plugs is not going to be appropriate for making dishwashers. I mean, you, you can also want to make good dishwashers, but it's, it's a different yep. thing. It's a different yep. that you're, that you're building. Nope, so absolutely. And, and then to find so it's hard good. to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so no, this is good. This is a lot of fun. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about how they can find out more about you. Sign up on uh, your blog and anything else uh, you got going on if they want to learn, learn more from you. Um, yeah, I basically the, uh, <clears throat> um, the, the blog is pragmatic hyphen quality, uh, dot blogspot.com. And, um, I put out, uh, opinions once a, once a week on pretty much anything. The whole idea is on how to handle the quality business in a pragmatic way mm -hmm. so that you are, so that you can actually get work done. Uh, Go figure. Be compliant, but <laughs> get work done. Yeah. Um, you don't want quality to be a ball and chain you're dragging around everywhere. No, 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 no. That's just that's just no fun. That's just yep. no fun. Um, and 
other than that, I mean, I'm uh, the work I'm doing. I'm supporting some clients locally, um, but it's uh, kind of small scale right now. Cool. Um, but it's yeah. Uh, check out the <clears throat> uh, check out the blog, and then I, I whenever I post something there, um, I put out a little advertisement on LinkedIn. Cool. Say so you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, cool. And I love the conversation. I love the engagement. So <laughs> if you see anything there that you read and think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, please <laughs> leave me a comment. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yes, absolutely, man. Hey, I appreciate your time so much today. You, uh, you take care. Okay. We'll, we'll be talking again soon, I'm sure. Sounds great. Talk Thank to you, you. later. Hey, everyone. So that is wrap on the episode today, talking about the quality policy. So make certain that you don't get the geeky quality guys like me writing it from the start. You probably do want to get some engagement from the folks that maybe have been there for years, maybe got a little bit of creative spark, maybe see things from a different angle and aren't afraid to, to, to shake up some of your ideas and notions about what the company is and the direction it's going. Um, but the quality policy really can be a fantastic document to drive a culture around quality or for dealing with health, safety, environmental, whatever else it might be. It really can be a fantastic document to drive and build that culture if we allow it to be. Um, want to mention again as well that we are working with OGGN, the Oil and Gas Global Network. And we're putting together a really, really fantastic conference. You can Google Energy Continuity Conference or go to uh, energycontinuityconference.com. And we are putting together a full list of speakers, vendors, activities, you name it. If you need to worry about business continuity, um, risk management, contingency plans, we're going to have something there for you. So check it out. If you want to learn anything else about us, uh, all the links will be in the show notes below. And you guys take care and have a great day.